Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Atrium. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. The Bible says that in 1 Samuel chapter 1, I think verse 9 or so, after they had eaten and drank, Hannah took it further. So after people had eaten, so after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, now Eli the priest was sitting on the uh, seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle. He noticed Hannah was praying in the temple. After the eating and everything, Hannah said, I'm going to take it further. She poured out her heart before God. Now after events, what you do is what determines how your life turns out to be. I don't know how many of you have attended the wedding before. But do you know that wedding is not a guarantee that the marriage will not be divorced, that will not go to, wedding is not a guarantee. Okay, let me, put, let me rephrase this. The glamour of your wedding or the grandeur of your wedding is not a reflection of how glamorous, how grandiose, or how peaceful the marriage will be. Hello. All right, so it's very important to understand that um, God is definitely up to something. The, the, how nice your wedding is, is not, does not determine how nice your marriage will be. Yes. How great the 92 days of prayer have been, what it determines, it does not necessarily guarantee your, you having a good spiritual right. It doesn't guarantee that. And in the United Kingdom, from infancy, we are trained to separate our private life from our public life. Yes. So we are very good, but we look very wonderful publicly, but privately. And no one is supposed to touch that one. So most of us, our private lives need divine visitation. <laughs> so when we come to church, let me all of them, let him follow you to the house. Pastor, fresh oil, fresh oil. Receive it, receive it. And that, that, that's where it ends. At worst, your hair gets wet or oily, greasy. Some of your, your clothes or clothes or something. But that's where sometimes it ends with certain people. But this season must be a different season. Because what time is it? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Yeah. You can't, host, you can't host his presence. You can't invite the prime minister here with all kinds of things on the street and stuff here. And the, no, no, no. So some things must go for something to come. One great man of God said some time ago, he said that a champion is the one who is willing to walk away from what he desires to protect what he loves. Wow. Champion is the one who is willing to walk away from what he desires. I want it. I want it. I want it. <laughs> to protect what he loves. Mm. Now, so we, are, we all understand that it's time to host his presence. It's time to seek his face. And then once you seek his face, you find him and then host him. Mm. Right. So it's time to host his presence. And I want you to appreciate the fact that God works in times and in seasons. So you must discern the times we are in. Let the times we are in inform your prayer request. 
<laughs> oh, someone didn't get it. Yes. Let the times we are in begin to infiltrate or penetrate and inform and influence your prayer requests. Because our prayer requests are just a manifestation of our heart desire. Every genuine prayer is, is, is a, an expression of what you desire. So, in effect, what I'm trying to say is that let your desire be influenced and affected by the season, the times we are in. You can't keep asking the same way you were asking last year. Because this year is a year of great awakening. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Last year was a year of extended grace. The year before was a year of harvest, mega harvest. So, your prayer request must... You must wake up to realize what's in. Okay, let's look at this. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. Let's look at it from the screen. It says that of the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. When you have understanding of the times, you will know what to do. Times have changed. I said, times have changed. Times have changed. So when times change, people must change their approach as well. You must must discern the times. Now, life is from one thing to the other. So if you peg your life around one thing, aren't you getting what I'm saying? Because don't just prepare for an event. You have to live to fulfill destiny. Live to fulfill destiny. I told you the times have changed. Some of us, all our prayers is, what, God? What, give me, God. Hey, God, just give me, give me, God, God, God. And this is a time of of great awakening, time to host the prayer. And you are still collecting. Now, my my fundamental point is that the sons of Issachar understood the times and they knew what Israel ought to do. You must understand the times. You must understand the times. In the book of Esther, chapter 4, verse 14 and 15, the Bible talks about how Mordecai sent a message to Esther in verse, uh, verse 14. He said, For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Now, that, let's read the last statement together from the yet. Have you, can you sit on the screen? Let's read that. Let's go. Yet, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Who knows? Who knows why you ended up in church at this time? Why? Why don't we think about that instead of thinking about what God is going, we are going to get from him? Why this bend us, O Lord? What? Now, that, what, I'm, what I'm talking about is my, my theme. I just gave it an interesting day. Be ye separated. Be separated because after the wedding, the marriage starts. After the fasting, now destiny has kicked in. We will see those who are called and those who wanted to just use God. There's there's things that after the the prayer and fasting, after this 92 days of fasting, there's no way your life must be. We say, oh, your life will not be the same again, but you make it the same. You can end up making it the same. Doing those same things you used to do. Yes. Yes. I said, my life will not be there. When people say my life will not be there, most of them are thinking of breakthroughs. Yes. 
Most of them are thinking of money. They are thinking of a, a husband, wife, baby, a job. But that's what they mean by my life. But that's not what it means. You, you may not even have had the husband, but your status has shifted so high. So high that now not any man can even come and hey, I'm not your type. Hey, I am far above now. Your understanding, your perception, your work with God has changed. Look, I'm wasting your time. You're better, better. And then you go back doing those same things. Understand the times. The sons of Issachar, they understood. He says that, he says that for who knows if you have come into the kingdom for such a time. Look at the amount of prophecies that have been prophesied over you. Look at the kind of oil. Are you going to make it waste? Are you going to make it waste? Because listen, something has shifted in you. But if you don't take care, you will revert to how you used to be. Tell someone, revert not. For information, not everyone got separated. Not everyone got this. God, God picked up. You, you can know God has separated you to something. Not everyone. Not everyone. And the separation was not predicated upon how many times you were here. But it has everything to do. Oh, Jesus. It has everything to do with your destiny. It's a call of destiny. It's calling you. It's call, something is calling you. It's a call of destiny. Somebody is blessed. We can't continue life as usual. How? He says that, um, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Sin is not a threat to God, but we can't continue because we are changed. Then he goes on to say, I'm not talking about sin, but I'm just using that as a, he said, how can we, Romans chapter 6, verse 1. So, should we continue in, in sin that grace may abound? He said, God forbid. Then he went on to say that, uh, what shall we, uh, how, certainly not. How shall we, who are dead to sin, live, uh, die, uh, who, who died to sin, live any longer to it? It can be. So my status has changed, actually. Change of status starts from within. Who knows if you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this? God has always been looking for someone to do what he wants to do. And so in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, listen to what, what he puts it. Put it on the screen. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. He says that, um, I look, who will I send? And, and also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, who saying? Who is saying? This, what did he say? Can I hear you please? And then what? God, you know, he used the word us, talking about God. He's not one, it's us. Who shall I send? God is always looking for somebody to do his job. And then, then, I, then, then I said, King James says, then said I, I think so. Here am I, send me. Send me now, this is what I'm, I'm talking about. Then you have to determine that, okay, I'm going to respond. Because what happened in the prayers and the fasting is God separated certain people. Listen, if God is sending you to America, he will prepare where you live. He'll make sure all those things are... Because if the government is sending you to go and represent the United Kingdom somewhere, everything is already prepared. It's not your job. 
The reason why many, some people have, have not discovered or uh, things haven't fallen the way for marriage, business, finance, and other things, because they have not found themselves where God placed them. Right. Right. said he worked with God and he was no more. You can't be working with God and be a beggar on earth. Yeah. Think about it. You can't be working with God and be a beggar on earth. You, you will never beg in life. Amen. I said, you will never beg in life. Amen. You will never beg in life. Amen. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So God said, who will I send and who will go? You have to be separated. That's how I want be separated. Be separated. Say it again. Be separated. And in 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 26, this Gehazi, he was serving under his master. And... Um, Captain Naaman came with a lot of goods, but the master said, take it. I'll just do your miracle healing for you. Go, go, go with your stuff. When he was going on his way, um, his servant, who was there, saw everything, saying that my master is not smart at all. Okay, we have a lot of need. So he wrote and he chased the man and went and told the man that my master has suddenly had a visitor, had a visitor. And he said, I should come and tell you the things you brought, give it to me to bring. He said, oh, no problem, he gave it to them. So when he came back, like people who lie, when he came back, his, his master asked him, where, where did you go? He said, oh, uh, where did you go, Gehazi? And he said, your servant did not go anywhere. Hey! Oh. <laughs> After 21 days, you are still lying. Oh. <laughs> After this 21 days, you know you have changed. Oh. Why don't you face it? Yeah. And move forward. And you are lying. And some people have the unmitigated audacity and the unmitigated naughtiness to stand before the men of God or the pastor in the church. And pastor said, ah, but I thought you said, no, me? I never. And they, are, they know they are lying. No? They know they are lying. And yet, they expect Holy Ghost, you move in my life. It beats my mind when people trivialize spiritual things and they think that it's just you know, just what you do. It's not just, see, what we do is just the surface, but the strength of what we do is from the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So Gehazi went and said, I didn't go anywhere. He was, this prophet, who could just tell someone, just go and wash and you'll be okay. He's been so close around the man. He, yeah, he knows the man. He knows the man, not the anointing. He knows the anointing, but the man, he's all, he was dealing with the man, not the anointing. So when he, the man was speaking as a man of God, he knew. I'm sure he's, this is not the first time he's lying. Yeah. Hey, hey. You can go, get away with the man of God, but not his anointing, or not the, the, God, the God of man. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can trick your way around the man of God, but not the God of that man. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah. So okay, as he said, I didn't steal. I didn't go anywhere. And then his boss said, did not my spirit, did not my heart go with you when the man turned back from his chariots to meet you? That, that, this, well, let's read the next statement together. Is it time to receive money and to receive clothing, olive groves, vineyards, sheep and oxen, male and female servants? Is it time? Money and clothing. That, what was listen? The package for his destiny was so much. Male servants, male, male servants and female servants. They are all coming, and he just went to collect some small. Stuff. 
and he came lying. And you know what? All those things that were put it back on the screen. Is it time? Is it time to receive money? Say money. money. Say clothing. clothing. Listen, you must know when to postpone that wearing of those clothing. Yes. Don't compare yourself to people. Yeah. Don't compare yourself to you may you may see you may okay, let's say you may see a pastor standing here and wearing a tie or a suit, or you see me wearing a tie or suit. And so you two decide that that kind of same, don't do that. Because you never know the waiting period. Maybe it has taken 20 years. You're just just three years into it. Maybe yours, God will do it in five years. But you go to three years and you are trying to jump ahead. And then you make a mess of yourself and you miss everything. My, it's sad to know that many people miss destinies because of impatience. They are in a hurry to, to, to arrive. They are in a hurry. So uh, the man said, the prophet said, it is not time. When he said, is it time? That means not time. That time is coming. Listen, what, what time is it? So why are you now trying to command God to give you? It's not time for that. It's time to don't you know you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this? It's time to host his presence and all these other things will chase you. They will chase you. They'll chase you. And so when it's time to seek God and you are now going to seek contacts, you have placed the, the cart before the horse. Because this time is the time to host his presence. So what are we supposed to do? In the time to this time to host, what are personal things that we have to do? In the first place, I want to see, I want to show you, during this prayer and fasting and during the 90s, some of us, God practically separated us. How do you know if you are part of it, those who are separated? Five signs or four to show you I was separated. Because some people are not, they were not separated. This message is not for them. Because this message is for those who are separated, then they decide to become separated. Hallelujah. Samuel said to Saul, when these times come to pass, do as the occasion demands. So if I were you, my prayer of God, help me. I'm ready. And whatever it takes, help me. Help me. Help me. When you ask God to make, help you to be humble, he will bring situations that will be very humbling. He will allow them to come to you too, to show how. If you, if you want God to make you loving, he will, bring, he will allow hateful people to come around you. God, I want to be loved. He will inject the spirit of love into you. You are, you are asleep, then bring a big uh, strength, then inject spirit of love. You wake up, now you are full of love. No. You have to build that love muscle because you got it inside you. Do as the occasion demands. Do 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 7. Do as the occasion demands. Do as the occasion demands. Lift up your right hand and say, I will do as the occasion demands. Lord, help me. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm determined to do as the occasion demands. I'm determined to cut down my sleep hours. I'm determined to pray more. I'm determined. Because the occasion, I don't understand that all these things will become a fast. It will just pass. It will just pass. I have to. I don't have a choice. I have to. 
Sometimes I'll get busy, but I, I want to make sure that before I eat, I want to read my Bible. Make, I want to make it a custom. Doesn't matter how hungry I am, how cold the food may go. It's better it goes cold than my destiny going cold. Ah. Wow. I'm determined. You know, so you, you, must, you, you, you must do as the occasion demands. The occasion has, because you are separated, it has brought a demand on you. Now, how do you know you are separated? Number one. Quickly. Number one, you have a, the, the witness in your spirit. You, you know deep inside that something has changed in you. Am I talking to someone here? Yeah. You can tell this prayer, t- you have changed. Something has changed in you. The things that used to frustrate you, harass you, and the things that used to make you panic, you can tell there's a difference. Your attitude, something has changed in you. Your hunger, but there's something. Am I speaking to somebody? You, you can tell. This 92 days or this 21, something has changed in me. You know you are not the same. Something has changed in you. But you have a deep, a deep-seated inner witness. People, you may not be able to tell people, but you know that I'm changed. Sometimes with the way you pray, you are, hey, is this me? Look at the way I'm praying. Look at the way. You come to church by yourself, Without anybody phoning you to chase you, you come early, you are at the altar. Hey, no, something has changed. Something has changed. Something has changed in you. You have the, it's, it's not exterior, it's not cosmetic, it's deep from your inner man. From within, you know. I'm not the same. I'm not the same. It has affected almost everything about you. And because of that, number two, you can tell your priorities have changed. Am I speaking the truth? Sometimes the things that are more important to you, some of, some of you are shocked you are in the same house with this same television and for weeks you haven't said hello to the television. Meanwhile, you, you, your second name would have been television, television. You sleep with it, you wake up with it, you know every program for the past, for, for one week, for the next week. You know every, you, you, you went out, you were in a hurry to go to church, only to go out and realize, ah, what's the weather like? You or four people today, you, normally you know it's a week ahead because you are a television specialist. You changed. That means that, that means that you are actually, God has separated you from something. He has detached the trailer from the, the head. Detach it. Now you are light. You are moving lighter. You are moving lighter. You are, why would you go back and go and, go, go and collect your trailer? Ah! The devil is a liar. Be separated. Shout hallelujah. Tell someone my priorities have changed. It's a sign that you are being separated. It's a sign. And then number, number three, quickly, um, you realize that you're suddenly there is this awakened desire for God. You don't know why you are beginning to like God the way you do. I just like God. And sometimes you are just there, start thinking about church, so you're crying. You are there, you just miss to come, you miss coming to church. Yes. I want it. When you take your Bible, you are excited. Yes. 
You're, you're just so excited. There's an awakened desire for the things of God and for godliness. You're actually wanting to see how best you can even give more to God. Not money, but your life. You, yeah, yeah, you, and you are four people, for once you're able to say, God, even if you don't give me a new house, a new car, even if I don't get the job, even if I don't get that husband, if I don't get that man, I just want to. You, you are now saying that even if I don't get, it doesn't matter, you, God, you are want. Oh, you have changed. It's a genuine change. It's, it's, it's a genuine change. It's a sign of a genuine change. But if you are still saying that God, no, no, me, I want this thing. Come what me. You have to do it for me, God. What must I say? I can't be bothered. I want it. I'm not talking to you. You are like a square peg in a round hole. You are misplaced because this message is for the chosen ones. Many are called. <laughs> is someone getting something? The fourth sign to show that you have been separated is this. You feel a sense of eternity and destiny. You feel like now, finally, I, I, I am living for something that I'm meant to be living for. You feel this eternity. You, you, you think high, far above just the material. You are more acute, you are more aware of where God needs you to be. You can finally tell, you feel, you can tell within you that at least finally I know my life is getting in shape now. Amen. I'm falling in shape now. When you change, people may not notice it. Later they, they realize that you're, you're changed. So they will, they, will be, they will be dealing with you, sending you letters to your old address, dealing with you and talking to you. And don't, don't try to defend yourself, stay focused. Tell someone, be separated. Be separated. Say, be separated. be separated. So it's very important. How many of us feel strongly, based on the characteristics I've given, that you have been separated? separated? What next? So now that you are separated, what next? What does the occasion demand? Because they do as the occasion demands. So what does the occasion demand? What does the occasion demand? This is I'm teaching God downloaded into my spirit. Number one, so what does the occasion demand? If you have been separated, what, ne- what should you do then? Now I'm separated. Number one, I have four C's, four C's, C, C, four C's. Number one is commitment, commitment. Another word for commitment, the word disciple and discipline come from the same root, discipline, disciple. You can't be a disciple without discipline. If someone said me, I can't be a Christian, it's because they can't take the discipline. So then if you have been separated, it requires discipline. Discipline. So you, you now have to work, you have to begin to work in the discipline. That's why I said you have to make, make a conscious discipline. That I'll discipline myself to do this. I'll discipline myself not to do this. God helping me. So it's commitment. Get committed to doing something. Get committed. Sister, bro, you have to discipline yourself. Don't be disciplined. Discipline. Somebody shout discipline. Discipline. Yes, sir. We all need it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm, I'm changed, though. Yes, sir. Tell me. Discipline. Consecration is a discipline issue. It's a discipline issue. Because if you don't discipline the entrance, by the time you see yourself, if you don't discipline yourself, putting your foot in the, uh, just at the, uh, at the edge of the water, 
discipline yourself. Other than that, you, now you get used to By the time you see, you are in deep water swimming with the sharks. <laughs> Listen to the, the case I want to raise here. I think it's not fair. It's not fair to your destiny that for once you've had such an impact from God and you allow, you know how they enter. You allow some things to come in. You allow some conversations on the phone again. You know this gossip, this lady is about to gossip to you about someone. As soon as the phone rings, you know. Then they start, they begin to say, hey, have you heard that our classmate who just got married? You, you, you already want to hear something negative. I won't entertain that. The devil said, I'll wait. You go, I'm here. So why would I get something like this and trade it for something that will, will not really matter in the, in, in, when it comes to the scope of the, uh, the eternity and destiny? Somebody shout discipline. God won't do it for you. God won't do it for you. You know what I'm talking about. God won't do it for you. Some of us, discipline your appetite. Discipline, at least, you've been able to fast. So stay away from some stuff again. Am I talking to somebody? Because some things may be trivial, but you see, it takes the trivial things to open the door for major ones to come. So you have to exercise your sense of discipline everywhere. Even if it's unrelated, it doesn't matter. Exercise it. Your temper, the way you flare, exercise it. It God, maybe to start with the children, the way you handle the children, exercise it. So that before you take it to your house, run your wife, and then or your boss, or then keep messing things up. Because now you are free. Someone say, I'm free. I am free. Discipline. So uh, commitment. The second C. Consistency. Keep doing that same thing. The secret to easy living is discipline and consistency. You have life easy. Life will be easy for you if you can apply discipline and consistency. Because you, you win cheaply. Victory becomes cheaper. Discipline and consistency. So then, if now that you, you, you are, you are, God has helped you to become used to church, stay on it. Stay on it constantly. Stay on it. Don't start missing because once you miss it for a holiday, three weeks or two days holiday, two weeks holiday, chances that it will be difficult for you to pick up or catch up. You know what I'm talking about? It's easier. One wise man said, I used to say this for the, uh, years, 20 years ago, that it is easier to keep up than to catch up. It's easier to keep up than to catch up. So when we say we have service, let's all keep coming. Let's all keep coming because if you begin to exempt yourself, I don't know when you'll be able to fully recover. Because when you fall sick again after you have recovered, sometimes the second recovery is much more difficult. If you injure yourself or break your leg and you get healed and you break it again, the healing takes longer. So please keep up. Consistent, be consistent. Nothing too exceptional, nothing too... Just the basic things that you know you need to do in life. When you apply your discipline, just keep the discipline there and remain consistent. So if you have to read your Bible every day, why, why don't you do it? Will it kill you? you? You stand to gain more than you lose if you read every day. Am I, am I communicating to somebody? It's, it's, it's that simple. You see, you see some, people, some people, their greatest vision is to come to church for hands to be laid on them. They love it. 
have their hobby. Uh, hobby. They love it. They love it when they are on the floor and shaking and shaking. And, and some people to lie down. Power, wow, Holy Ghost is moving. <laughs> Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost is moving. <laughs> Sharia! Suddenly everybody becomes serious. But you get what I'm talking about. Listen, to be honest, that is, that is not a true representation of it. It's, it's part of it. But that's, it's more, someone has caught something so much in you, you have changed, you are moving on. Those things are necessary. But how long? Some people, that's what they want to see. They want to see someone falling under the power. Then they say, oh, the Holy Ghost came. So they'll be watching. They'll be watching. But I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is equally here. Yeah. As I'm teaching this thing, yeah. that, you know, so this equally is working because someone's life is actually changing. You are being separated. Shall be separated. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at caris.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.